With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and he's with us every Sunday morning to enlighten us, to, to make us smile, to make us look up in the sky. Well, Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, what's going on this weekend? Good morning, John. Lots of activity, of course, with a great success for the Indian nation, as they're the first to ever land the spacecraft soft land on the south pole of the moon. The spacecraft, as many know, is known as Chandrayaan-3. And if you, trans, you know, translate that name from Sanskrit, it means mooncraft. But, John, this is incredible because this thing hasn't been done before. The Russians, just a few days ago, we all heard the sad news or bad news of the Luna 25. It apparently descended to the moon, and its engine should have shut off, but it continued 36 seconds after it was supposed to have shut off thus creating a disaster for the Russians with Luna 25. But the positive news for the Indian nation is that this three-part spacecraft, the three parts, John, are a propulsion unit. There's actually the lander, which is called Vikram. If you translate that from Sanskrit, it means valor. And then a tiny rover that's supposed to come out of this spacecraft called Pragyan, translating that into the word wisdom. But here's something even more bizarre. Many people don't know that the coldest place in the solar system happens to be the south pole of the moon. Well, the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, my good friends of ours here in Arizona that have been maintaining that spacecraft, they measured a temperature, John, at the south pole of the moon of minus 413 degrees below zero. That makes it the coldest place in the universe, but nothing can get colder than absolute zero. That's 459 yeah, for minus 459.67 degrees Fahrenheit, nothing can get colder. But isn't that amazing that the south pole of the moon, only a quarter million miles away, is the coldest place in the solar system, and what that rover might find is water ice. What's your take on this, John? Because this is great science. The Indian nation has now become a space superpower. Well, it is. Look, the uh, Indian people are very, very smart people, and yes. uh, I guess they uh, they are part of the space race now. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess television is taking advantage of me and my wife Marco have been watching uh, this new yes. uh, uh, show on on space uh, on space on Amazon Prime. And they're up to Apollo 25. And we know Apollo 25 never, never existed. And the president exactly. of the United States during Apollo 25 is Ted Kennedy. Oh, my gosh. What so a there's a lot that. of, uh, you know, it's an interesting uh, series. And uh, it, like we said, it expands the mind. And uh, God knows uh, what's out there. And uh, uh, the moon and a lot of rumors are that the moon may be hollow. Who knows? And there was a movie about that, that the moon, the moon was really hollow. Uh, but Lots there's so many mysteries yeah. out there. Uh, we really don't know. But uh, uh, let's keep talking about it. You know why? It's Sunday morning. We have to expand our minds. Absolutely, John. With all the political things going on, this, of course, and I appreciate your time here on the Cats Roundtable. But how about this? Here's a mystery of the week that's really incredible from history. What is the story behind the lost Greek sky map that apparently was found in Egypt in a Greek Orthodox monastery called St. Catherine's Monastery in Egypt? What am I talking about? The great astronomer, the Greek astronomer Hipparchus, he was the one who was the father of trigonometry and allegedly had this incredible star map. Well, they basically found the basis of the text of that star map 
buried inside this Greek Orthodox monastery in Egypt. But what makes this even more fascinating, John, is that the first true star map of coordinates of the nighttime sky, this goes back thousands of years, when, of course, very few people really understood anything about math, but Hipparchus, he was the one who discovered the precession of the equinoxes, and it all goes to a bigger story about a library of Alexandria that actually burned, or at least partially burned, around 48 B.C. Inside there, there were 400,000 scrolls, and another great astronomer, Ptolemy II. Now we've discovered that this particular Greek astronomer had so much in the way of accuracy, I find this totally amazing. In simple summation, the ancients really, really knew much more about the sky than even we probably gave them credit for with that discovery. I find it amazing. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's amazing, and it goes back to our conversation uh, from about a year ago, maybe two years ago, about uh, this uh, map that was found of, or, mm-hmm. or, or, of what was it, uh, Antarctica, that yes. was pretty accurate, without, Antarctica without the ice. Absolutely. Had they even figure out how these areas and continents are shaped? This is the stuff of the great mysteries. But, John, closer to home as we wrap it up, we have something about Space Force. They've just activated the 75th Intel Surveillance Reconnaissance Squadron in Colorado. What's this all about? It now acknowledges that this is part of Space Delta 7. Their goal here with this new 75th group is to analyze, locate, track targets, destroying satellites and ground stations that may be adversarial to the United States. Sad to report, but the truth of the matter is, sadly to report again, most people would recognize it, the next level of warfare is probably simply moving up to space. But at least in this particular story, and this edition here, as we open our minds, at least it sees the United States is looking to do something in the event that this tries to take down some of our serious satellite assets, not only could cripple us financially, but also militarily. Interesting stuff. Well, somewhere along the line, we're going to find out additional truths, and uh, God bless. Uh, it, it really expands the mind, and it, it, it's you know it goes back to where we talk about Star Trek. Back uh, when I started yeah. watching Star Trek 50 years ago, 60 years ago, and uh, some of those things have come true. They sure have, John, and much more to come. We remind people always to do what? The live sky. The moon continues to get brighter. And this next full moon, John, that occurs next week as we move, of course, to the 30th, actually this coming week on Wednesday, is known as the super blue moon, the second full moon of the month. It's actually the closest full moon of the entire year. Don't miss it. And as always, we recommend people go to wabcradio.com for the Dr. Sky experience. Always great information from all these realms, American exceptionalism. And what we do, what do we say, John? Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies as we're hopefully expanding people's minds. Have a good Sunday. Well, thank you, Steve Cates, and we'll talk to you again next week. And unless something comes up and you text me yes. soon. Absolutely, John. Thank you.